Iranian proxies continue to bomb U.S. troops in the Middle East. The U.S. response has been weak. As Israel and Ukraine have the world teetering on a global event, Xi Jinping visits Biden in San Francisco. Trevor Loudon lays out a dire message to Americans. And while the world seems to be crumbling around us, we must take part in the lessons of our fathers and mothers who survived during much darker days than these, says evangelist Alveda King. She joins me with a message of the season. And congratulations to Speaker of the House Mike Johnson for having the courage and fortitude to release all of the J6 tapes, which will explicitly reveal what really happened on January 6th. That was the message from former President Donald Trump. Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer discusses the impact the J6 tapes will have on the out loud truth. It's all next, friends, on Viewpoint this Sunday. the bias, the lies and deceit, and bring forth real talk from real people about real news, providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation all in a fast-paced hour. This is Viewpoint This Sunday. Welcome to the weekend news magazine, Viewpoint This Sunday. It is Malcolm Out Loud here and Happy Thanksgiving, my fellow Americans, as we come into the holiday season here. And uh, it has come up on us so quickly, but it is a time that we can uh, give uh, grace and blessings back for uh, for what is, uh, as we battle evil forces all over the world, of course. And we'll do that a bit here today on Viewpoint this Sunday. Extraordinary broadcast ahead here. Some great voices. And we're going to start off with our our dear friend and colleague here, Trevor Loudon, joins me here. And uh, Trevor needs very little introduction, but he's an analyst, author, speaker, filmmaker, political commentator, a marvelous author with terrific books that you can get at any bookstore. And they are in the America Out Loud bookstore, to be sure, as well. Uh, and uh, privilege always to have you here, Trevor. And we've got a lot to talk about. Let's jump into it here. So I want to start, uh, and we'll cover a lot of topics here in the next bit here, but let's start in the Middle East, since that is uh, certainly one of the uh, big, if not the biggest global story. Uh, a couple of points to point out here, uh, Trevor. Um, since Hezbollah uh, and their bombing of the uh, Marine barracks back in 83, Iran has been using their proxies, and it's been duly noted now they have had so many attacks against more than eight. Listen to this. Between 2021 and mid-2023, before this attack from Hamas, they have attacked uh, American forces like 80 times, and we've responded very, very little, and never acknowledging it's Iran. It's always through their proxies. It's, it's, a, it's kind of a fool's game, I guess. Everybody knows what the story is, but we still play it just the same. Now we see since Hamas has pulled the October 7th event and really disrupted the entire world, uh, we see there's been coming up on around 60 attacks now from these uh, proxies uh, on American forces. Again, we've done very little back pinpricks at all, not acknowledging Iran. It seems like Iran is winning this uh, war, uh, even if it's an information war, propaganda war, or whatever their mission is. Uh, uh, I, I think, Trevor, speak about that point, please. 
Well, you're, you're absolutely right, Malcolm, and that um, we what we see in Western streets, we see we, most Americans have been shocked to see the level of support that Hamas has here. Yeah. You know, major major demonstrations in New York and M- Minneapolis and Chicago. You know, thousands of San Francisco, thousands of people marching effectively for Hamas. Well, they shouldn't be surprised because uh, Hamas, through the Council on American Islamic Relations and Students for Justice in Palestine, um, working with the local communists from you know, the Freedom Road Socialist Organization, Communist Party USA, Democratic Socialists of America, have big networks on every college campus in the country and massive labor union support. So we're seeing Iran's proxies working on American streets. But when you talk about proxies, one thing that is never brought up is the fact that Iran is a proxy for Russia. You know, most of Iran's leaders were trained at the Patrice Lumumba School in Moscow, the the training school for foreign uh, radicals. And um, Hamas has been to Russia four times in the last year uh, and called Russia their major ally. So Hamas isn't calling Iran its major ally. They're calling Russia its major ally. And... um, so, so what we're seeing in Israel was really the second front. You know, Iran, Ukraine was the first front in Russia's war, and that's not going very well for the Russians. So they've opened a second front in Israel, and the question is, where will the third front be? Uh, any idea of uh, uh, the crystal ball, what, what happens next, or does this thing calm down, or do you see this uh, escalating further globally? No, I see it escalating. I see, uh, I see kinetic stuff happening on American soil. You know, we've got yeah. massive Hamas, Hezbollah, and Chinese infiltration across the southern border. Mm-hmm. The FBI is even acknowledging yeah. that uh, some of these people are coming across the southern border, and they're not coming to go to Vegas. Right. You know, they, right. they already have extensive networks here. They would know every reservoir, every bridge, every military base, every mayor, every shopping mall in America. And they'll be getting ready to create mayhem when the, when the uh, when they're given the signal. And that might be uh, a Chinese attack on Taiwan. It might be an Iranian, a directed Iranian attack on the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in Saudi Arabia or, or or Israel or both. Yeah, I, I see the 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 okay. third the third front and the fourth front will be, I think, uh, probably Taiwan and the United States. All right. Well, we'll come back to the Taiwan. But I want to ask you first about China. And before we get in, and I, I know we did, they just had this meeting, but put that aside a moment here. There, Trevor, a lot of military expertise don't reference Russia with the proxy back to the fight of what you just explained, which makes a lot of sense because of the relations with Hamas and the visits and totally get it. Their reference in more China is uh, involved in Iran than Russia. Do you counteract that for me? Is that part of the equation here or not? Look, look, Russia and China are, are, have a full, what they call, unlimited partnership. That's true. They, they are together in the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, which is a military political economic alliance. They held the world's largest ever military exercise outside St. Petersburg in 2018, all about a simulated attack 
nuclear attack on the United States. And they're together in the BRICS, the, the Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa alliance, which is now about to admit Saudi Arabia. And they've openly stated the purpose is to destroy the US dollar to, you know, to bring America down. So, we're, you know, there are some fantasists out there who believe that we can work with Russia against China. That, that's like trying to work with Hitler against Mussolini. Hmm. No, they, they are allies. They are locked stock. They are lockstep allies. They, they, you know, Putin consulted with Xi before he invaded Ukraine. Uh, he he held off the invasion for a couple of weeks so Xi could finish the Olympics. So what we're dealing with here is a is a proxy war that's going on right now between yeah. the United States and China and Russia and Iran. And we've got a president in the White House who's a, who's a history of friendship with all of all three of those countries. Right, right. And and the thing is, uh, they know there's one year left. This is the danger when you mention the kinetic force and the possibility of homeland destruction here. And we we all know that we've been reporting on this heavy and more, more than any of the media is uh, because we see the real danger of it. And right now, it's right before they get a stronger force of hands in the White House, which is going to change the entire political field. Right now, it's ripe. So this next year is probably the most dangerous uh, period of time for us, is it not, sir? Oh, look, de-dollarization, which will drive up interest rates, wreck the economy, um, kinetic attacks, continual um, pinpricking around. You know, we've got the Ukraine war. We've got the Middle Eastern war. We could have... You know, um, Iran attacking, North Korea attacking, um, the southern border, all of it. You're absolutely right. You know, why would they wait till Trump's back in the White House? This is interesting now. It fits right into your narrative. If everybody's understanding us right now and you understand where things are at. okay. so Xi Jinping visits uh, San Francisco uh, with uh, with Biden there. And of course, they, they do a massive cleanup job because it is really a third world setup out there. And, uh, and Newsom is an embarrassment to the whole process. OK, so that all happens, Trevor. And then China, Xi Jinping, I mean, it's it's either the best case of projectionism that is out there or he's a hell of an actor or or he's come to the altar of something. I don't know what, but listen to his comments and you see he says he wants to be friends with the United States. He says he never bets against the United States and has no intention to challenge the United States or to unseat it. Uh, I mean, the words he uses are remarkable, shocking. He, he says this, Trevor, whatever stage of development it may reach, China will never pursue uh, hegemony or expansion and will never impose its will on others. China does not seek spheres of influence and will not fight a cold war or a hot war with anyone. These are the conversations he puts out. What is the story with that? What do you? It's just all rubbish, just all garbage. Well, I guess. well it's a, li- a little bit like Neville Chamberlain waving the famous paper after coming yeah. back from from meeting with Hitler. Peace in our time. Adolf Hitler is, co- is committed to peace in our time. You know, and a year later, the world was at war. You know, this is just complete garbage. A hundred percent garbage. China is nothing but hegemonic. You know, they've taken over 
um, just taken over Afghanistan effectively. They've taken over Tibet. They're building islands in the South China Sea. Which they said they would never do, but they, they have they done that. that. And they're but, military driven as well. They said they'd never do that as well. The, yeah, the islands. Yeah. Yeah. Communists are liars. That's how yeah. communists get anywhere. Like, and a great example of that was a couple of years ago when Blinken I met Chinese officials in Alaska and got caned uh, because they, the Chinese officials condemned Blinken for for the the racism in America and the proof of that racism was Black Lives Matter and the the protest they had to have against this racism. Well, China, Black Lives Matter is a Chinese operation. Yeah, you know they started they 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 administered it. That it came out of the Chinese Progressive Association of San Francisco, which is a front for the Chinese legation. It's a Chinese consulate in San Francisco. And then they used Black Lives Matter, which they started to criticize the West for the America for its racism. They are complete and utter liars. Um, just read the book Unrestricted Warfare. Uh, by two Chinese colonels uh, who were both promoted after writing it, talking about invading the United States and populating with their people and how this was a necessity, an historical, if regrettable, necessity. Mm, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, uh, what you say there. Those words are, um, mm, wow, they're, they're scary. But uh, a lot of this, uh, you know, begin to connect the dots here can make some sense, I would imagine. Um, all right. With, with all this now said in China and the words and what they're doing, China is still one other big point here, caveat I want to point out, Trevor. China is having some real economic problems and difficulty. Uh, for the first time in a long time, U.S. corporations are seeing this. And this was part of Xing Jinping, uh, Jinping, his fear here. And the business community is starting to erode out there with U.S. support and foreign support. Um, how does that filter into this with him kind of because he took a real olive branch approach to this meeting last week. Uh, does that play into this at all or does it matter that they're collapsing internally this way? Well, I think that's 100 percent right. Um, see, see, Xi Jinping wants to keep his economy afloat to maintain his war machine, which is rapidly expanding. But under Trump, we started to see a decoupling from the United States that big, big businesses started pulling out of China. And so you've got a big lobby, but you've still got a big lobby in the United States through the Chamber of Commerce, through Wall Street and big tech that wants to keep that partnership going because they're making lots of money. But you can't keep that partnership going when everybody's scared of China, when everybody thinks that China's going to go to war. So the message has got to be, no, we're about peace. No, we're never going to challenge you. No, no, no. This is to try and keep those business relationships going so the Chinese can have more money to build an even bigger military. So this is just a, a, a lie to serve American big business interests who want to keep the relationship with China going because Xi knows that if, if America decouples from China, their economy will collapse. Yeah, and yeah. that was what Trump was trying to do. And if he'd got a second term, he would have done it. 
Yeah, he would have yeah. ended the CCP. Well, and to me, this is uh, really the fact that he's out there on his knees talking about whatever with olive branches because of the business and the war machine and everything you just say. I think it's a wake up call to not to jump into for American corporations and others, Trevor, frankly, not to jump into bed again, which I mean, I, it makes me sick when they talk about all the time the fact that, oh, we need them for, all, you know, we need Taiwan for all the chips. We need uh, uh, the rare earths. We need the uh, anti biotics we need the meds we need the this we need the that i mean we're fools we're absolute fools that we're doing this with these people no yeah yeah well look, we used to make our own stuff yes but then then henry kissinger a a a pro chinese agent in my opinion he he's a man who started the committee of 100 which is china's biggest lobby group in the united states Henry Kissinger sold Nixon on the idea, let's send all our industry to China. Well, they, they have don't have unions that mean anything. We'll make lots of money. American corporations can make lots of money. We'll get lots of consumer goods and the Chinese will become more like us and we can woo them away from the Russians. Yeah. Well, how did that work out? You know, did they become more like us or did they just become like they were, but way more powerful? Trump was the first U.S. president to call out that scam, the first one. Yeah. And that is why the Chinese had to take him out. Yeah, that is uh, that is a great analysis right there. And uh, for people to grab on today, a lot of truth with what Trevor just shares with us. Let's talk about Trump. You mentioned him right there here. All right. We see. I mean, come on. You and I have been talking right along about the full court press that is uh, trying to pull him down, of course. Uh, but right now, he is by far and large, I mean, running away, it seems to be with all of these. I mean, it's not just one, two or three or outliers. It's everything. Point this way, at least at this present moment. And of course, we're still a year out. So, I mean, a lot of things can happen clearly and will happen uh, ahead could play to the favor of him or not. But this other one, the Marquette Law uh, School poll comes out. Uh, Trevor's an example here. And of those polled on immigration and border and economy and the Israel-Hamas war and Medicare. So, I mean, Trump wins on everything all the way. The only thing he doesn't win on, and here's what I want you to talk about, and is abortion policy and climate change. Those are the only two things he does not win on that are losers for uh, the Republican Party, actually, and for Trump, but everything else as far as quality of life, he's got it in the in the in the bank there. Uh, speak about that. That is that is I mean, it's eye open, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, if you look at abortion, you know, that is a very contentious issue. And a lot of conservative women, um, yeah, you know, well, moderate conservative women and middle of the road woman. They don't want to go back to the you know what they think is going to be the days of the coat hanger abortions and that exactly. kind of thing. Exactly. But but if the Republican Party wants to keep its conservative base, right. and its conservative base is what gives it the energy and the money to win, backing down on abortion is not going to do it. They have to make a stronger case. Um, why why um, you know, and especially in the black community. Stronger Sorry? case for what? So explain what you... Well, a stronger case for, for, for trying to reduce abortion, you know, because if you look at the, the black community and the Latino community are okay. not pro-abortion, but they they tend to vote Democrat. That is an issue that, that understands that, you know, that the abortion industry is targeted at the black community. 
It's targeted at the Latino community. You know, they, they have the abortion clinics, Planned Parenthood targets black areas for their for their um abortion clinics. But 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 on the global warming front, you know, that that is an issue that should be easily, easily counted with real hardcore evidence. Republicans have to come out and say. The only climate change we need to worry about is spring, summer, fall, and and, and winter. <laughs> you know, this is this is a complete Marxist beat up, yeah. and they need to start going after these universities who are promoting this garbage, who are funded by certain interests to promote it. And much of this comes back to Russia and China. You know, just as Russia and China funds the anti-fracking industry, for instance. So it's all about the glo- the whole global warming thing, the Green New Deal, et cetera. It's all about destroying the U.S. energy industry, therefore destroying the U.S. economy, therefore destroying the U.S. military budget. People need to have that hammered home, and the Republicans um, are unwilling to do that, which is why they're losing on that issue. You know, the common denominator of all the stories thus far we've talked about, uh, uh, Trevor, it really comes down to the dismantling of the United States of America, yes. the yes. the greatest that it ever was. Uh, is, but that is really, isn't that, that is the denominator. And I agree with you. All of these yeah. stories lead to that end, right? end point. Our leaders don't make the case. Yeah. You know, they don't stand up to this stuff. They're too cowardly. It's not that the left is so clever. It's that our leaders are too darn cowardly. Yeah. But but you know, this is this is a this is a, an existential battle we're facing because the enemies, the globalist enemies, the communist enemies, the Islamist enemies are all united in taking America down. So they're gonna use our history of slavery against us, they're going to use climate. The climate scam against us, they're going to use racial issues, border issues, whatever they can to undermine and demoralize this country and get us fighting each other rather than fighting our real enemies. You know, beating each other up and not uh, solving the problems of the day, or like you say, the the enemy gets a pass at that point. And they're so smart to use all of this against us. We have some of the stupidest people in D.C. and that have been elected to power. Uh, sadly, I mean, I, would you agree with that statement? <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I would. Might, yeah, and and um, but you know, an informed electorate is what what is needed here again all this climate phony agenda of non-science uh and uh, and then what what to, what does the left use for a campaign message in the last election here that's happened since we talked last oh they use the abortion let's murder as many more people as we can and we'll run on that now what's so evil about that agenda uh, uh trevor huh well, it's 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 winning elections by by promoting the killing of unborn babies. It's unbelievable! It's not, it's not an inspiring message, yeah. but this the the whole uh, pro-abortion and euthanasia industry has been controlled by the left for yeah. a very long time. And, and um, well, as healthcare in in guise of healthcare, women's yeah, healthcare, in guise, of, in guise of healthcare, yeah. you know, so. So our side, Crazy. our side has lost these battles because our leaders were unwilling to make the arguments. Yeah. Because our leaders are so divorced from their own philosophy. And if you look at the grassroots of America, they are hardcore pro-America. They are for constitution. They right. don't like killing right. babies. They love borders. They like they like their liberty, their freedom. Yeah. And our Republican leaders 
with with a few exceptions, are just really Democrat light most of yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're speaking of the choir here because uh, you and I would fit into that category. And frankly, uh, many, many, many of our listeners would also fit into this uh, uh, capacity of what you described as uh, really an American patriot is what we're talking about here, a patriot that uh, sees the writing on the wall here. Uh, real brief, I want to get your last uh, point on Speaker Mike Johnson. A little bit of divide coming. Some of the hardliners now are saying that's it, you've got your honeymoon now, uh, as far as that business you just did with Biden, but that's going to come to an end. Uh, this honeymoon period is not going to go on a long period of time, I don't think. How's the speaker doing? How do you judge him? How do you rate him? And what happens? Look, I think he's got a heck of a job, and I think he's been doing pretty darn well right mm-hmm. now. And, and uh, yeah, I, I got a lot of hopes for, for him, actually. I think he will do well. He's gonna he's gonna make some compromises along the way, but are nearly not nearly as many as I think that Kevin McCarthy or John Boehner or you know any of those others would have made. So yeah, I think it's a step forward. I think what the twenty Congress members did by changing the rules so that only one uh, one member could call a vote on the speaker, I think that was a great move, and uh, Mike Johnson is going to be very aware of what happened to Kevin McCarthy. And I think he's going to end up in the long term being one of the best speakers we've had. Interesting. So, th- so that's a, it's a positive thing going forward. <clears throat> but look, I think we're, I think the Republican Party, the grassroots is getting more conservative every day, every day. And another major concession that they won is they banned the speaker from putting money into primaries. Because that's what McCarthy did. He would put money behind rhinos to d- defeat conservatives. That can't happen now. Yeah. That means we're going to get a higher proportion of conservatives going forward, which can only be to the good for all of us. Yeah. Always appreciate you, Trevor, and your insight. Yeah, this was a, a really a terrific analysis for people to grab onto. Um, the key is just to take this and have hope uh, in our lives and build on something. And speaking of hope, Alveda King is going to join me in moments. Evangelist Alveda King. Uh, J6 tapes on the back end we'll talk about as well, friends. Stay right there. More Viewpoint in just a moment. The America Out Loud talk radio app is on Android or Apple. It's the perfect way to listen in to the new generation of talk shows and hosts who are ready to inform and inspire. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R dot com. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. 
So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. You know, it is hard to believe that uh, we're in the holiday season already. Uh, I'll tell you, it's, uh, it is remarkable that uh, we're here. Uh, it comes in so quickly. And uh, we're going to be joined in just moments here by Evangelist Alveda King is here. And uh, we'll get into a little bit more about the season. But uh, Alveda, I want to start. First of all, welcome on to Viewpoint this Sunday. It's a privilege to have you. It's wonderful to join you, my dear brother in Christ, and I'm excited to hear that you and your family are going to spend some time with Jesus for Thanksgiving. You did say, Malcolm, that it just rushed up on us, and it really did, didn't it? It did, yeah. I, I could not even believe we were talking holidays already. But you know something? It is awfully nice to have that respite right now, e even if it's in our minds only, because we're so busy. But it is nice to have that, don't you think? It is wonderful. It's just wonderful. So um, I'm taking a breather, taking a breath, and, uh, you know, I'm on the beach for a min minute doing some work with a meeting, and I look at the rivers, and the rivers run to the sea, and the sea is not full, and it keeps going. So God is constant, and we cannot lose faith, hope, and love. We can't be afraid. And, and I guess if I had a message for this week, that would be it. Fear not, love God, and love others. Yeah, what you did, I, I seen the video you put out on it, which I thought was pretty incredible. Rivers run into the sea, but the sea is never full. Then the water returns again to the rivers and flows out again to the sea. And I thought to myself, I said, oh, wow, only Alveda could take that and make that into a video <laughs> to clear the air once and for all the air. All right. So take a moment on a serious note. This river to the sea business is pretty serious business in regards to Israel and what is happening. You see the protests out there and the ugliness of it. What do you make of this on a national level, what we're seeing, Alveda? Malcolm, during the civil rights movement in America in the 1960s, and of course we could even go back further to slavery in America or slavery around the world, even back to the time of Joseph and his brothers. So there's always been a spirit of jealousy, greed, and men wanting to dominate men or humanity wanting to dominate humanity. That's never been good. So here with Israel today, I've been to Israel, by the way, and I have spoken to Jews and Palestinians. And what I'm saying now, and it's not popular, people have to stop and hear me. All Palestinians are not Hamas. Hamas is evil. Today, if, God, if we were in Old Testament, God would say wipe them out. He would. He'd have to say wipe them out because they're evil. But he would not say wipe out all Palestinians. Mm -hmm. And the Jews are God's chosen people who gave us Christ. He used them to bring Christ. So we have to regard the power and hand of God. This is the point I want to make, Malcolm. In the 1960s, we had outside agitators, people who came and bombed us and threw Molotov cocktails and things like that. That was not the good people. That wasn't the people who loved God and worshiped God in those communities. Today, we cannot hate all Palestinians. Palestinians have no business hating Jews. Absolutely. They're, they're brothers and sisters. They have the same daddy, Abraham, natural daddy. So I do stand with Israel. But we are going to have to have faith, hope, and love and offer Jesus Christ to every human being on this planet that we need, Malcolm. Well, you know, the the challenge with all of it is that evil has beset the world in ways that, uh, you know, because people are living in these moments, Alveda, and what many people classify as historical moments, 
Uh, it seems like, oh, oh, we've never seen anything like this. But you're going back historically and saying we've had many dark chapters through, yeah. through life historically, and we have prevailed. Is that is that the overarching message? That is my overarching message, that you overcome evil with the good. That's over in the book of Romans, I think. And we have to do that in every generation, every decade, every platform, and keep our eyes focused on eternity. Keep our eyes on the fact that people need the Lord, not divide us into categories, black, white, gay, straight, Palestinian, Jew. You know, come on, folks. Let's stop it. Let's do my uncle said it, Martin Luther King Jr. We must learn to live together as brothers and I'll add his sisters, or perish together as fools. So we recognize each other as human brothers and sisters in need of faith, hope, and love in the blood of Jesus. I want to talk to you about another serious topic, Elvita, and that is uh, with the last local elections here in 2023, we did see that abortion was the, the talk, it was the point that brought victory to the left. Uh, and they couldn't run on anything else. There were no other policies that would have been effective for them because everything else was was horrible in the country. Uh, and yeah. so, you know, so here's the fine line. Uh, you know, whenever abortion is, first of all, they always make it a political agenda uh, on the ballot. But how do Republicans uh, stay stay true and walk this walk when you can see the the fervor coming out with folks when they vote when they vote on abortion and the left is using it to win elections, how do they walk this fine line? It's time for us to stop compromising. Let me give you this point: you cannot compromise with evil and expect to win. That's why they're able to trick us every time on abortion because they they use this fake compassion. And over in, um, I think it's Leviticus 4, and it said that the compassionate women had to boil their children and eat them because out of ignorance, they had sinned so much, they were starving. And the next thing they knew was to sacrifice their own kids. So I've had abortion, so I'm not uh, saying I'm so sanctimonious. But when I got this understanding, arguing over whether we should protect babies at a heartbeat, at this number of weeks and that number of weeks, they win because we it's stuttering because we're talking about sin, arguing about protecting one category and saying it's OK to sin with abortion if somebody's been raped or incest. Well, no, stop the rape, stop the incest and take care of the health of the mother and get rid of abortion all at the same time. They win because they mix the sin in with fake compassion. Mm -hmm. And we have got to stop, Malcolm. We've yeah, got to stop. Yeah. Well, you hit that point pretty head on in a, in a, a tweet a post uh, on social media you put out there. You said very declaratively, we must stop normalizing the termination of unborn babies by allowing it to be labeled as reproductive health. Abortion is not health care. Give an exception. No, we don't accept sin. We get rid of the sin. Stop all the bad things happening to people. Yeah, but but again, they are very good at labeling it as health care, is my point, which you po point out in your post that period. And it's not health care. How can some killing some innocent <laughs> person be health care? It's just impossible. And we buy that? Oh, my goodness. Well, we can't buy that, but how do they drive this narrative and convince so many people? I mean, it is pure evil, and you've, you've fought this all your life, but it's it's a losing battle in the political circles is all I'm saying. And until we come up You're with right. that, you know, You're right. we lose it. And this, this it's not going to be a winning story for the Republicans. There's so many other things for them to run on, Alveda. If they continue to run on abortion, they're going to lose. 
And if we, we can't run on it that way, we have to say we protect life from the womb to the tomb. We, we, if we welcome the mom, the baby, the dad, the grandparents, the community. We want evil to stop so everybody can live and bless the Lord. So we can prosper and be in health as our souls prosper. Yeah. Okay. To me, it makes too much sense. I don't get why people don't get it. I don't, I don't know. Well, it does. A lot of this seems logical to, to most rational people. But the people who, it is hard to understand where people's hearts and their souls are. But Malcolm, we only have a few minutes left. And I know your viewers and listeners might be asking you, now, doesn't Alvita have enough to do? What's this <laughs> about her being a farmer? What, what's wrong with her? Look at this. I'm 73. I've always grown for many, many years herbs and fresh, fresh things on the garden. And in my cooking shows, uh, my cookbook and things, I use that. So yeah. somebody said to me recently, Alvita, you're a farmer. No, I'm not. I'm an amateur gardener. Alvita, you are a farmer. Be a resource farmer. Explain to people how the land is connected to us as a gift from God and to uh, appreciate our lives, our health, and the opportunity uh, to take of the bounty of the Lord and then share it. So I simply registered with the United States Department of Agriculture, and I'm a resource farmer, giving people information and education. And I'm still growing my little butterfly plants on the porch yeah. for my mother. I'm still growing food. I just wanted to explain how that happened now. Well, I'll tell you. think I've lost my mind. Well, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, you know, when you look at your message, I will tell you with clarity that when you look at your message and you look at all of your posts, you always take the conversation and turn it to good. You always take it and turn it to positive. That is a beautiful thing. And that's not easy to do in today's world, Alvita. It's uh, not. Instead of going out and sinning and everything, I go out and pull weeds up out of the little garden. That's what I do. You you, I, well, it's, I, it's remarkable, though. Yeah. I, I see your message, in, and I'm envious mm -hmm. of how, how <laughs> well, how wonderful you turn it. I, so, listen, as an example, <laughs> you sent out your newsletter this week for the holiday for Thanksgiving, and you said, while the world yeah. seems to be crumbling around us, we must take heart in the lessons of our fathers and mothers who survived during much darker days. There it is there. Then yeah. these in the dark yeah. hours, they their lips did not drip with hate. Rather, they turned to the wisdom of the scriptures to guide their actions. And so with Thanksgiving Day approaching now and with the pain and suffering in the world that we are dealing with, Alvita, uh, you know, how do we convince the hearts and minds of those who have evil intentions? Let me just do this. Father, I pray, Malcolm and I together, and we're going to do the best we can Thanksgiving and loving each other and our families. And we ask for those who are broken and hurt and sad, uh, to just reach out and Lord, you embrace them and, and, and put your arms around all of us because we just need you. So our, our message today, and it should always be that people need the Lord and we need each other and we need to learn to love each other in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Elvita King, thank you for your friendship and thank you for being you. And it is so, uh, such always a privilege to have you here. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless you. You too, my friend. God bless you. All right. Just a message uh, to lift us up of spirit and kindness. And uh, I, I wanted to bring that to us uh, for you to hear Alvita's message right there. I mean, we need this in our lives right about now, don't we all? You know, 
Listen, as we go to pause here, we've got Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer coming up next here. And uh, interesting things, we had the first Veterans Parade uh, ever, and uh, he had a big part of uh, in that parade, by the way, we'll talk about here. Uh, and also, we see the big story here in the last couple of days. The J6 tapes have been released and are still being released. There's over 90 hours here. Uh, Speaker Johnson has uh, fulfilled that promise that also McCarthy had talked about. And so now they'll be coming out. And the questions are, uh, well, uh, will they make a difference in people's minds? And what will they show uh, the American people? We'll take all that up next, friends. Stay right there as Viewpoint continues. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Spike proteins help viruses enter into your cells, disrupting your health and your well-being. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body of spike proteins, which allows your body to repair from within, supporting your immune and respiratory systems, and regulating your inflammatory response. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Well, welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday, and I have to tell you, my fellow Americans, you see this, uh, the footage, uh, J6 being released uh, uh, from uh, Speaker Johnson. This is something McCarthy had talked about as well, releasing. But let's get started here. Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer joins me here. He's the president of Project Sentinel, and uh, Tony, of course, is a CIA-trained intelligence operations officer. Uh, the Hard Truth with Tony Schaefer plays 11 a.m. on uh, Saturday, Sunday on Talk Radio. Of course, all our shows go to podcast, friends. We have a huge audience on Podcast Network, so check that out as well. Tony, the J6, uh, this is, uh, okay, so the House Republicans agreed to release it. Uh, I don't know why, why McCarthy didn't get him out sooner. He said he was going to, but I, maybe that was just a, a, a faux par on his part. I don't know. But in any event, Johnson released them. What's the repercussions from this? Does it matter? Well, yeah, it does. Thanks for having me, Malcolm. Always great to join you for two reasons. First, this all should have been released within six months of the event. There was no reason to hold it back. I, I, and that brings me to my second point. It was held back even by McCarthy 
Because it tells a very different story than the one the progressive left and Nancy Pelosi wanted told. And so when you look at some of the footage that's released, you know, it's like it's very clear that if they didn't have inside help, that is to say those who breached the security and were inside, uh, they had a lot of folks who were sympathetic. And I believe those folks who were sympathetic to letting people in were actually part of an effort to essentially set up the J6 quote unquote conspirators for purposes of of setting a narrative, uh, this narrative that we've been living with, that this was a uh, a near revolution, which it never was. It was simply people coming into the Capitol. Uh, was there some violence? Yeah, there was some violence, as events often have, but it wasn't an attempt to overthrow the government, which is what this this these films do demonstrate. There was no attempt to end the, revo- the the republic as we know it. And yet that's what the left wants us to believe. Yeah. Well, they, the word they use consistently is insurrection. Uh, right. It's used a lot. Uh, but again, this is the people's house that they are. And of course, they never talk about looking at the left's get- gatherings and get-togethers yeah. like the other night at the DNC when they tore each other apart and abused the police and everything else, right? Correct. Right. Oh, my God. So I watched a little bit of that. And I'm, I'm very familiar that. I used to park down there in that area when I was on Capitol Hill. Yeah. And yeah, it's a, it's a it's an area where it it's um, right on the edge of the house office complex. Rayburn is, I think, the closest building to that location. Anyway, suffice it to say that yeah, it was very clear that those folks were out to undermine Congress and destroy things. So you know, I I think uh, the violence of the left is acceptable because it's the left. The left has uh, accepted that as a form of speech. Uh, our side never has. And that's what happens. The left uses any any violence, no matter how obscure mm-hmm. or, or minor compared to theirs, yeah. as a major issue. So right. it, it is what it is at this point. But at, at right. this point, Malcolm, it's abundantly clear there was no attempt to overthrow the government. Well, how does the media play with all this treasure trove of truth? Do they ignore it? Do they do they get it out? What, what happens, do you think? Well, the narrative is going to remain the same. I mean, it, right, it's a battle exactly. of narratives at this point, Malcolm. Exactly. It's not about the truth. It's about the fact that our side has the truth, but it's been suppressed. Right. I mean, this right. this this is across the board regarding yeah. the whole uh, 2020 election from uh, the actual uh, day of uh, voting okay. to the ballot, the endless recounts and, and uh, not midnight counts of ballots after the polls closed to the whole idea that Pence could have literally returned to the states, uh, their their uh, delegates for the the electoral college and asking to do a recount. That's what. By the way, it's, it's interesting that nobody actually speaks truly about that. Pence would have simply said, "You need to go back and recount your uh, your uh, your your votes to make sure your delegates are the proper ones seated." That's it. He, he would have been a hero had he done that, by the way. Right. And by, and by the way, so he wasn't trying to upset the process. He was trying to actually right. uh, do an audit of the process, which, right. OK, that doesn't say that he can do it or not do it. To me, be, speaking as an operative, it doesn't say you can't do it. That means you can do it. Right. And so it's just he should have done it. And so this is where the whole the whole idea that he was tr- supposed to upset the election by asking for a recertification of delegates was somehow extraordinary. Anyway, my point being is that everything that's been said by the left has been trying to undermine, uh, to uh, create a narrative which undermines the reality which we face. Well, the fact is that we, 6th January was not a 
insurrection and there was uh, shenanigans in the 2020 election. Well, that was his whole downfall. What you just explained, Tony, as to why when he said he was going to run for president, I thought, why would he embarrass himself at this point? Nobody would. The, the, the conservatives are not going to vote for this man. I mean, right. it's just not going to happen. I mean, if he really thought he had a chance... Uh, then he is on some level of, uh, I don't well, know, opium or something, because it ain't happening, buddy. You know? Well, no, I think it was, Tucker Carlson put a stake in the heart of that vampire by, you know, the whole thing on stage where he asked about Ukraine and and uh, basically Pence admitted that he was more worried about funding in Ukraine than he was here. It's like, OK, that does show kind of his mindset. He's a neocon. And obviously he and Nikki Haley, neither one should ever see the inside yeah, of the well, you bring up Nikki Haley. I wasn't playing on that, but I have to tell you, she makes me nervous. I have to tell you for what you just said, but I think even more so because she would actually push the envelope even more than a Pence would, I believe. Well, because she had the well, because she had that little bit of a stick with the ambassador of the UN. She thinks she's a powerhouse of world-renowned foreign I've, policy now, and her. I think she would have us involved in all kinds of wars and confrontations. Yes or yeah. no? Yeah, no, look, I've met her. She's a nice enough lady. Uh, sure, she was sure. a good enough governor, I suppose. But no, she's a neocon. And when you examine her philosophy, it's endless war. And the whole idea, and I I think you probably saw this like I did. She says, oh, well, everybody on social media needs to identify themselves. You must you must line yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, U.S. government, Uber Alice. We need to make sure that everybody's it's like, no, 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 no. Not no. exactly a conservative value, Tony. Yeah. So so <laughs> things like that, it's like. OK, wow. that's that's not really a, an yeah. American value. That's not a First Amendment value. Yeah. And yeah, as much as it's inconvenient and people don't like the fact you got trolls out there, it yeah. is what it is. You don't have to walk in public and show people your papers. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it on the Internet either. So, yeah, yeah. No, you're exactly right. Um, all right. So if the left and the right are dug in with J6 yeah. and we know that they are, Tony. So let me let me, right. let me here. Let me get to the crux of what is really on my mind here is it left is. You say, okay, they're not changing their minds. The left, like the way the media will cover it, the spin, the propaganda that's already been put forth. People have made their minds up of what that day was and who's guilty of what or not or whatever. So if none of that changes, what does this do with the release of the tapes? Does it just give us more fodder? But what do we do with that fodder? It reinforces what we've always believed. And obviously, I think politically it can be used in the 2024 election cycle in some form. And I think that's where candidates are going to be able to take advantage of that. Part of this is, as you know, there's a, a a kind of a fight going in, going on for the heart and soul of the Republican Party as well. Yeah. And, you know, there's the Trump folks and everybody else. And that's kind of the that's the line pretty much at this point. And you have the Nikki Haley's and, and um, you know, a few other candidates. I, I guess Christie is still out there slugging <laughs> away. <laughs> slugging Gordon. away. And yeah, and you got uh, obviously Ramaswamy here. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so they're they're interesting and useful. I think they'll pick up on some of this stuff and use it. And I think even if if it um, yeah. it doesn't get picked up by the left, at least it'll be it'll help illustrate the fact that Trump and his team were set up yeah. by by you know forces on the left. And by the way, full disclosure, you know, I've reminded people that uh, a lot of folks within Trump's administration supported that that thing. I mean, you know. There were infiltrators within the ranks of, of his administration who were uh, undermining his social media messaging, and everything else. So yeah. I think I'd like to believe that this becomes a lesson to all of us about how far the left is willing to go to lie, cheat and steal to, to retain power. 
Yeah, no, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. And when you look back at a lot of those videos, even the ones that were released, you see what the Capitol Police were doing. You see the fact that she called in Pelosi, did not interact, and she called down. You see the fact that uh, President Trump at that time had offered all kinds of help to the speaker, and she refused it. I mean, what does that all tell you, Tony? Well, it tells me that it was a setup. I mean, you know, I totally. And plus, what has not been well documented, although I've talked to mainstream media folks and they've they've been reluctant to re- report on it, but they know it was there. There was a special operations group which will remain nameless as to who they actually belong to. They belong to the U.S. government, the Pentagon, who were stationed over in the Ford Office Building, just across campus from the Capitol, and their job was to come in and, and rescue. The leadership if something really went wrong they were never activated the very people who would have been activated which tells me the whole thing with pelosi and her daughter all acting panicky that was all that was all hollywood literally yeah yeah well they had the cameras running don't forget <laughs> so they could capture it all but yeah well i'm anxious to see what how the tapes play out on the fact that they are out there and uh well uh, so it, by the way so far speaker johnson is he is he making the test for you do you like what you well, see I like so him. no i don't know him personally I, I wish i did no he's he's been doing a great job i think he's going to be i don't like the way they did the budget thing the budget extension i think uh, you know, exactly. you know yeah. as like as a matter of fact i found it ironic and I, i'm sure you do too that that Rand paul attempted in the senate a, to do a one percent one percent cut Oh, no, we can't do that. That would be criminal. It's like, you, you got to be kidding me. So I do hope and I do believe that he will get more, much more serious than his predecessors regarding accountability and budget cuts, because simply put, uh, we have an immense drain on the life of every American caused by this uh, this federal spending that is completely unaccountable and out of control. Uh, I would argue that mm. 65 to 70 percent of federal spending is unnecessary. And if you actually sat down and cut it out, especially the new green energy stuff, you and I've had this conversation, Malcolm, yeah. there is no energy. There is no environmental crisis. No, no. Uh, we, you know, I, I'd like to do a whole show with you on that sometime just to kind of yeah. break out facts yeah. as an as a as a credentialed expert. Well, yeah, because you told me that before. And I, I got to remember that now. I, I yeah. was. Uh, yeah, you pointed that out. That was that's pretty cool. Listen, it, the climate alarmism stuff is just a business. Yeah. It's a huge business, Tony, is what it is. They're making all kinds of money. No, no, no. It's a huge grift. It's a huge grift. It's not a business. It's a grift. Uh, there's no sure, fundamental sure. reason yeah. to yeah. do the investments of. They're uh, just uh, making a lot of money with it is the right. point, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah. And, and they're using it to pull us down as well, Tony, yes. is the bigger point, for God's Well, one of the key features uh, of the Biden discussions with Xi, with President Xi, was uh, uh, climate. Well, you know, uh, we're going to accept all these cuts (laughs) and and challenges to our economy, but the Chinese are going to say, oh, well, we'll do it too. They do nothing. They do nothing. They're opening coal fired plants. They have a huge energy crisis. They're laughing at us, Tony. They're laughing at us. Right. Of course. You know, and they're laughing at us the fact that they cleaned up the city for Newsom's trashy city amongst all the other cities. Uh, just for that visit, They're, they just think we're a joke. Uh, they do. Somebody, they do. somebody had surmised that we should have Xi Jinping do a fifty-city tour through the country, so they clean them all up. That'd be a hell of an idea, Tony. Well, I think it'd be better just to have uh, <laughs> California and and uh, Newsom defect to China. Just give it to them. Like, there you go. There you go. We'll just do a border wall there. All right. I want to talk to you about this, uh, everybody. This is really a cool story. This next one here, and I, I it's amazing. But this is this was the first annual. The National Veterans Day Parade last week in Washington. It was very, very significant, very cool. And our brother in arms here, by the way, that's it. Yours truly here, Mr. Tony Schaefer. 
know, was the Grand Marshal, did a great speech up there. I watched. It was fantastic. And uh, tell us about this. This is a huge compliment, first of all, to you. But I don't even know what took him so long. Well, I only thank you, Malcolm, for mentioning that. So, yeah, I was I was quite honored and humbled to be the first Grand Marshal of this annual event. And yeah, first ever. And it's really interesting walking around the crowd. Uh, people know us from our program and other folks. We got a lot of shout outs in the, in the crowd, but it was like everybody kept saying, it's like, well, we thought this already existed. It's like I had DC folks coming up saying, didn't we always thought this parade was already going? They had no idea there wasn't a national parade, believe it or not. So it was a, a, quite the event, I, my estimate, for a first time ever with no uh, advertising budget to speak of. We actually had about between five and 6,000 people show up, which was notable and, and great. Very great crowd. Army, U.S. Army, God bless them, showed up. Uh, the, the Fife and Drum Corps of the Army Old Guard showed up. Um, had a great experience. with. And by, I got to tell you, it's like swinging in behind them. I was in a big yellow Jeep uh, as a grand marshal swinging in behind the old guard marching down constitution was was pretty darn cool i gotta tell you that gives me shivers just thinking about that <laughs> it does. well you're a patriot buddy so you yeah, uh... and it was great no and and so it, it couldn't have gone better i mean there was a lot of fears about crime and everything else. but no the police you know but get the, the dc police loved us because they knew we were like you know on yeah. their side it was great and yeah. uh uh, you know, the speech you mentioned, uh, literally, we were just kind of feeling our way through. That wasn't, that was spontaneous, by the way, because oh, it was spontaneous. Really? Yeah, no, it was like, it's like we're going through and this was the first yeah. one. And obviously they wanted me to come after the parade and do a talk. It's like, you and I both know, it's like, yeah, people are going to stick around. So the grand, so, so Fran um, Ventura, the, the CEO and, 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 and guy who organized it said, no, we need you to come up and sp say something now. It's like, now it's like, very yeah, cool. Right very now. cool. You yeah. got two minutes. So, yeah. so I was like, okay, in the 10 seconds I had to prepare. Yeah. Uh, that's what I came up with. So, well, you yeah. did marvelous. And uh, quite frankly, uh, the spontaneity of those things can be exhilarating. Oh, I agree. And really I agree. cool stuff. And you could sense, sense you you definitely had a little adrenaline flowing. And uh, you could see the people, how they were relating to it. So I think it was a home run. And that was smart of him to do that, by the way, than to wait till after, you know. Right? Yeah. So, no, I'm with you. So it, anyway, it couldn't have gone better. And yeah. it was a, a very excellent event. Um Cool. Pentagon uh, got really good feedback from the Pentagon. Uh, uh, yeah. I know I know Secretary Austin is going to be told about it. I know that for a fact. I can't tell you how I know, but I know. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, it was it was a good showing well, of patriotism for, where it was complete. And we need this kind of thing in the country. And this will build now bigger and bigger, I'm sure, every year. It'll become a big deal. It, it's something that I think will expand and, and um, be bigger as we go through and become um, – more, uh, I guess, ingrained and supported by the D.C. public. And by the way, Mayor Bowser was great. Uh, she uh, really. Task, yeah. Her task force. This would not have happened without Mayor Bowser and her task force being completely on board. So it was great. Wow. That's a uh, stun to hear you say that. But uh, but uh, good to hear just the same, uh, Tony. Yeah. So, uh, well, listen, my brother, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And uh, really appreciate you, brother, for, for being here always. Oh, sure. Thank well, you. thank you, Malcolm. It's always great to join you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, friends, let me just tell you here, I want to just wish you a heartfelt happy Thanksgiving as we move into the uh, holiday season. And I wish all of us, uh, of us a bit of respite and, uh, and at the same time, a jump in our step to take on the fight ahead here. Uh, it's been an extraordinary broadcasting program here. Come back and visit us always at AmericaOutloud.news and help us get the out loud truth out there, friends. That is our goal as patriots is to save our great nation. Thank you for joining me here on the mission. It's time to get involved 
and get loud, America.